What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 189. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is reconvened. When I want to talk anything New York City transit-related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell, who, unfortunately, is not here this week. He's on his second honeymoon, honeymoon. Uh, so he'll be back next week for all Keith Powell fans. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. He is here. What's up? Uh, What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man I call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. People that watch the Five Heartbeats know what I'm talking about. Uh, The world calls him Derek Powell. I just call him my cousin. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? We're well. Uh, we're well. Um, you know, back after, uh, uh, you know, well, I guess, you know, a little hiatus, but uh, we're, we're back um, and we're still dealing with the with the craziness and the, uh, the backlash of a world gone insane. So we might as well just get right into it. Um, uh, <laughs> a guy that uh, many of us don't know. Died this past week. This man named Kevin Samuels. Apparently, he's a podcaster, which is why we're talking about him because we're podcasters. But we we have not created the same level of controversy as Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels died this past week, and he made the news, and that's the only reason I heard about him. And apparently, for a younger generation, I would say the twenty somethings, uh, including my son and and your nephew mm-hmm. uh, Derek, and uh, uh, actually our sons, Mark, Mark's son too. I mean, uh, and our younger cousin. Um, uh, Malik, they all seem to be in mourning mm-hmm. over the loss of Kevin Samuels, and I and I'm at a loss as for why. So I'm just going to ask you to <laughs> please enlighten us as to why I should care about Kevin Samuels. Okay, for, for, first of all, I got to say, uh, rest in peace, sleep in peace to uh, Kevin Samuels. Uh, Kevin Samuels uh, was a, a a podcaster, and and basically he was addressing the uh, the African American community. And what Kevin was doing initially is he was addressing, you know, the the black man, letting the brothers know, you know, you got to have yourself together. You know, you know, you you can't be coming to the table with nothing. Zero. And ex- Wait, be, be, before you go on, is this somebody you're mourning as well? What's I'm not. No, no, I'm not mourning Kevin, but I I was a fan. I'm still a fan. I still have a lot of his material or deck. <laughs> I have a a friend who is 58 like me turning 59. He said he will be mourning for years to come. He has made it crystal clear if he was anywhere near the ATL, he would have a candle and a T-shirt with Kevin's face <laughs> on it. Let the, let the world know we, we miss Kevin. OK, so I want to go on the record, you know, because you, you exactly. We need to back up. It ain't just. The younger generation. This is Kevin touched Kevin. Kevin touched some lives. <laughs> he touched some lives. He touched some lives. Um, and it was just the way he he's a guy who you got to get past the way he delivered the message and listen to the message. Okay. And that made it really, really hard because he was he was he was tough, man. He said things, you know, like, I, you know, I mentioned off air. Like Charles Barkley or my father would say, the things that we think that we want to say, he said it. 
And he said it hardcore, you know. So like I was saying, when it comes to men, you know, you, you, you can't come to the table empty handed and expecting the world. And he did that for maybe two to three years and his ratings were OK. But then when he switched to women, it went he he, he that's when his popularity uh, really, really took off. It really took off. Now, when you, when you say switch to women, what do you mean? What he started doing and he started saying um, he was saying things um, a lot that I felt were true. Um, he was definitely abrasive. You know, you'd be talking because you know, women would call in. And his term was, you know, you know, wh- why should you have a high valued man? And that's what that's how he was classifying brothers who had their thing together. That's a high value man. And are you okay. willing to do A, B, C, D and E to keep this high value man? And what is. So, so let, me, let, me, let me let me let me let me stop you and just just ask this question. Yes. You know, amongst I, we, we would all based on that that description qualify as a high value man. Yes. As high value. man. Yes. Okay. So, so the power to the people are high value. Ain't man. no doubt about it. We were what you okay. call a high value man where, you know, we, you know, before, you know, retirement, my brother and I gainfully employed. You guys are gainfully employed college graduates. If you guys are single at your age, what does what can a woman bring to you to make you say, OK, this is the lady who I want to settle down with and do A, B, C, D and E. And what happens is go ahead. Yes. No, no. So, 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 what you're suggesting? I didn't suggest nothing. Was, I'm, st- I'm saying what he said. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you ain't okay. getting me in trouble. Go right. Ahead. Allow me to retort. Go. What What I'm getting is that this man is definitely he's speaking directly to Derek Powell. Is what I'm getting. Well, I'm not. Well, there's a lot of what I found out. There are a lot of Derek you're, Powell's you're, out there. There's a, a lot, lot of Derek Powell. Going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's a true statement. There, there are a lot there, of deep. There's a lot there. of Derek Powell's. You know, so. Then why are we say my last name? Do you say my last name in the beginning? It's politics. It's like people know who I am, man. We didn't give you your address or cell number. <laughs> Damn, they could Google me. Well, anyhow, it's what happened? Power to the people. Four powers on the show. Okay, I get like an example. You know, uh, a, a a lady will call in, um, and maybe she has you know two or three kids out of wedlock. The first thing okay. he's going to ask them is, "Well, why didn't you marry?" the first baby daddy and she'll give a reason and then he'll say well why didn't you marry the second baby daddy and then his next thing is after that well why did you even have kids with him if you weren't going to marry them or you didn't think they were married marriage material right think about it right so they're not marriage material but you're going to lay down with them and you're going to have babies and then it was one where the after the girl you know late young lady had you know had the kids and now she wants to be, you know, she's she's going to be abstinent. You know, she, she doesn't want to have sex until she's married. And he was, ah. and, and his response was, well, that's all you got to offer right now. <laughs> you know, and that's what, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Think about, hey, see how you laughing? That's all you got to offer. You got two kids out of wedlock. You, you know, so your value, of course, is going down. There's more women, you know, basically than men. What else do you, what else do you have to keep a man's attention besides sex and a lot of times you know they 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 didn't have answers and then one thing he broke it down because they were asking you know someone would say i want a man making six figures and he would say well the average african-american man if you stand within your race he might be making 40 to forty five thousand dollars a year so okay right so you need to 
re rethink what it is you actually want. And that might be one of the reasons why you're single. And then he would ask, you know, lady, well, well how'd you rate yourself from one to 10? A lady would say, well, I'm a nine. He says, well, let me, let me stop you. Beyonce's an eight. You look better than Beyonce. If you don't look better than Beyonce, you got to be under, you know, you got to be under an eight. And that's what he started to do. And there was some oh, women Lord. who liked him a lot, a lot, a lot, despised him because in my opinion, he was speaking a lot of truths. It was just the way it's hard to hear the truth when you're actually affected by it and you're looking for something else. But folks would call in every night, all night when his show was on. Yeah. So so people were shooting the messenger, you know, over the message. Well, they were trying to, but he was a guy who wasn't having that. He clicked you out. He'll tell you, now, you're not talking I, over me. You're not talking over me. Boom. Next thing you know, you're disconnected. So one of the things I did hear in that in your description of uh, Mr. Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, um, was something I've heard you say directly. What is that? Lower your expectations. Exactly. I, 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 150%. You, so you, you are a disciple. I'm not saying I'm a disciple. I'm going on the I'm not a disciple. You're not putting words in my mouth. I've been saying I've been saying that for years. People need to you know, people need to understand as they say there's levels to this. You can't be looking, you know, you know, at the stars and, and you're not there yet. You know, I'm not saying it's not okay. I don't want to be anybody's dream killer. Have your dreams. <laughs> have your dreams. But when you get to your 40s, your late 40s and you haven't been married, and you've been doing it your way and you still believe you're going to compete with the lady, the younger, the, that younger generation coming up. Because remember, a man can always go, you know, he'll go 10 years under and won't think nothing of it and maybe even 15. And then he'll also look to go five or six years older. And when you start looking at the competition that you're up against and if you're actually looking for a husband, you're going to have you may have to rethink that. You may have to rethink that. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I, I hear Mark. Mark, I, I feel you in the background. I feel you. <laughs> as far as what? I know my brother. My brother gets tight, so I'm just, I, I can feel it through the, okay. you know, through the microphone. Go ahead. No, I, I, I don't have. From what I'm, and I have almost zero knowledge of this guy, other than what Derek said and what I can infer from what Derek has said. So what he is saying or how he is saying it, but it's, what he is saying, I have no problem with, and I have no problem really with how he says it because. As I said before in previous podcasts, I wish I had my uncle, my uncle's gene on occasion to say what I want to say, how I want to say it, when I want to say it, and not have any um, qualms about the repercussions. Apparently, this guy was able to do that. So I, I always like, um, I guess, like chaos. Like I watch like shows that are, are chaotic or. Uh, things that I find dangerous because I don't live my life that way. So I, I find that intriguing. So I was like, oh, that's kind of, so somebody like that, I would find intriguing because I would never be that outspoken. I just don't have that. I mean, I think it, I say it in my own little private circles, <laughs> but you will never hear me say that. And I'm never going to put that on the airways or into public space. I just don't, but if, if, but I think a lot of those things. And quite frankly, I think a lot of guys, I put it, I, not, I mean, I mean, guys as in people, humankind, mankind, think those things. They just don't say it. It's the person who says you go, wow, that's like, it's like it's the Barclays, my Uncle Thurman. It's it's mm-hmm. apparently this guy, Kevin Samuels, who who say things you go, damn, I wish I could have said that. 
mm-hmm. or either say it say it as bluntly as my uncle would say it or as cleverly as maybe this guy apparently said things because I mean I think Derek said earlier when you saying he said um oh my gosh you said a phrase that that, that struck a nerve basically you said something along the lines of um somebody said something that um that it, they're not expecting it to be when it affects them or something along those lines of how it yeah. affects them. And that's why I was like, yeah, most people are fine hearing it until they go, Oh damn, it's talking about me. Then, <laughs> yeah. and that was the issue. That was, yeah, the, I was like, oh, when you talked, I, when you speak with your boys, cause they was on a group chat and they, they upset too. They will tell you, man, this guy said some stuff for the younger generation. What is crazy with our, uh, you know, our younger uh, cousins and nephews and, and sons coming up. They they got a they got an advantage, man. They got the playbook, man. They really got the playbook, and they can kind of map out the the relationships that they want moving forward. You know, using some of this guy's stuff, his material, definitely. That's why the people. I mean, he, it sounds like like a a, a social media information age version of Iceberg Slim. Yes, because he yeah 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 that that's that. But you got now. You have to explain to people who Iceberg Slim is now. Okay, so Iceberg we Slim is, is yeah. Iceberg Slim is, I guess, well, there were books. There's it's a former pimp who um, detailed. I think Dave Chappelle actually, yeah, you know, he did a great uh, job. Uh, Name checked him in his in his in, in one of his. Uh, now we got a little comedy stupid. specials, right? Yeah. Uh, so Iceberg Slim is was a former pimp who wrote novels, pretty much explain. I, I guess applying the rules of the pimp game to life in general. And it's philosophical. If you, if you, if you, if you can eliminate the idea of the sexual exploitation of women, heating up a hanger, you can, if you can alleviate that. You take away the, 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 the violence and the, the exploitation <laughs> yeah. of women. Uh, Just that little caveat. Game. Take away all that is. You know. Take all that away. There's some philosophical notes that that Iceberg Slim hit, and I think in this instance, Kevin Samuels is kind of not that bad. He ain't as bad as Iceberg. Slim. He's not as bad no. as Iceberg, but yeah, uh, but he's, but, it's a but in a lot of ways, right? He's, he's, he's in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's 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 hard truths. Yes, Iceberg Slim again was telling you how to yes. to manipulate business, how to yeah. how you know how to succeed in business, and really, it, it's a business book. It's a it's a uh, it, it's it's uh, people read the art of war, Sun Tzu, for the same reasons. They're reading, they're applying warfare techniques to business, and Iceberg Slim was applying pimp techniques to to business and life in the same way. You can take any um, philosophy or 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 lifestyle and 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 reimagine it to apply to something else. And Iceberg Slim was, was certainly doing that, and Kevin Samuels was doing that, although. I think with Kevin Samuels, based on what you said, you know, to use Mark's phrase, he's not wrong. You yeah. know, uh, if you listen, if you listen to what he's what's being said, and if you take yourself out of it, you take yourself out of the equation. What's being said is not wrong. I know a lot of women. I can see certainly a lot of women being upset, and, and we all have family members mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who would fit that criteria. And yes. probably should not be picking the phone up to call 
the late Kevin Samuels <laughs> because uh, you know the conversation's not gonna go well. Yeah, he um he his his one thing he would say like you know you know they'd be going back and forth you know and, and he you know he always you know he kept it professional and he says okay well look you know okay hey look you called in you know you don't have to do it my way. But just remember, doing it your way, that's where you at. And you're saying doing it your way, you're okay to be to die alone or with your two dogs. And that that day people will lose their minds, you know. But that's reality. You know, when you get to a certain age and you haven't been married, you you don't have a steady spouse or you know, spe- you know, uh special someone in your life, what do you do? You're gonna get some pets. You're gonna get a dog or a cat or something, right? <laughs> That's reality, though. No, that's, no, reality. Yeah, that's what he not, said. He says you will die alone. You will, you will die alone with your pet. But at least you you know you'll stick to your um, your standards, you know, and leave it like that. Sure, yes, that's not that's not a false statement. No, that's not a false statement. That's reality. Yeah, and that's but when you're thirty five and forty, and you don't you're not looking to change or do anything different because what has gotten you from twenty to forty hasn't worked. And you still want to do it that that way? That's the end result, though. That is going to be the end result. And then he would say something like, "Wait a minute, you forty five, you got three kids. Let's just let's just put it out there. You have hit the wall. That's it. There's no hope for you <laughs> oh, there. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's deal with reality. You a high value man. She got three kids, two different fathers. She got a shot. She got a shot with you. Uh oh, uh oh, oh. There's people coming for us. Right. Oh, actually, but, coming for somebody who lives in a certain <laughs> spot. Does she have a shot with you? You're a single man, two baby daddies, three kids. Does she got a shot? No. Uh, exactly. You know I, 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 and 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 prior to when I was a single man, and I certainly I I encountered that. I certainly that was not. Yeah, it wasn't. It, you you couldn't take it serious. I met. Somebody, you go. I, I never forget this. Uh, I was at a, at a comedy club, a place in uh, in uh, Jimmy's Comedy Alley in Bayside, Queens. I've been and there, yeah. woman was attractive, you know. She was, she was, she was you know, maybe a year or two older than me, and I just finished. And you know, when I was walking back, to, you know, to you know, get off the stage and get like in the uh, like there was a, a separate bar area, so I wanted to get out of, out of harm's way so people could kind of clear out the the room. And uh, you know, her friend came over and said, "Oh, you know, you know, my friend wants to meet you." Oh, okay, hi. You know, she's single. Oh, okay, cool. Nice to meet. You. Okay. And you read them, and, and she was she was attracted. We start talking, and I said, "Well, what do you do?" She said, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm a mom. I'm this, that, and the third. And she told me she had like eight kids. Ooh, ooh. That's what. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't make the noise, but in my head, the noise was happening. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, and she said, yeah, but, you know, I take care of my, I'm like, okay, all right, I hear all that. Yeah, That's I great. Mm-hmm. I let the Chris Rock thing. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. You want, what do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and it's unfortunate. But I'm not that guy. There you, uh, you know, I, and that's what Kevin is saying. He want the late. He wanted some of those ladies who were in those situations to know that that guy no longer exists because I'm educating him. I'm educating. He's he's not available no more. So you have hit the wall, and he wants you to embrace it. And you ha- sad, and it was cold. But when you when you're in that situation, you kind of you don't want to say it, but you kind of kind of accept what you can't get. Yeah, and that's and what it, when you're not that guy. And if you are that guy, that's the guy that put you in that situation to begin with. If exactly. you're a guy who's, who's cool with all that, so it's like, listen, I, I, we can't hang out. I mean, I, you're nice. You, you're but I can't help your situation, and the person who can, or the pre- person that who would willing to help your situation, 
put you in that situation besides mm-hmm. yourself. I mean, now I'm saying that mm-hmm. that wasn't a singular problem. That was a, a dual problem. But yeah, if, if that guy's like, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with the eight kids. Well, then here comes number nine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just, I was just visualizing, you know, before Borat came out, you know, vagin like, like wizard sleeve. That's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, so I could not even <laughs> possibly, you know, I could, I couldn't go that far. I was thinking, no, nah, that's just, there's no way on earth that's going to happen. There you and, go. And and it is un- unfortunate, uh, but it's sort of like when you go to the amusement park and you play a game, and the guy points at, you know, so you can have anything from this row here. Mm-hmm. But you can't have anything up here and you can't have the big one up there. Now, if you if you get some winning shots, then you can get something from the top row. But right now, this you, know, you, you either take this, this whistle range. or this pinwheel and keep it or this ring and keep it moving. That's and that's what he was saying. And no, I, it's, I it's no just, problem with it. It would. You would love him, Mark, because you want the controversy. But the delivery, <laughs> the, deli- the delivery, it was a couple of times. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know the truth, but you can't ease up on that. It's like, no, it's no Vaseline. He's not getting you no hot milk and no chocolate chips. This is how it is, damn it. The world is tough. Deal with it. Let's move on. Let's make some changes. That was it. I love it. So you, know what, you know what all this means to me? What's that? There's an opportunity. To fill the vacuum. Ladies, y'all want to call in? Want to get at us? Please do. I tell you, there's going to be a lot of people. Yo, we we can do this. We can do this, man. You got to, yo, this is something we need to really, it's a, he left (laughs) a a big audience that we need to tap into. Like I said, there's a a vacuum that's got to be filled by somebody. It might as well be us. Exactly. All right, well, tune in next week to (laughs) Powell's. Give advice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh God. Speaking of, of, of advice, I have some for for uh the GOP. Um after this this leaked Supreme Court uh decision, Roe v. Wade going uh by the boards. Here's what I do if if I'm if I'm if I'm y'all. Um A you have to recognize that your women, your women are going to be mad too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the worst case. Uh, this this is a situation that I, and I thought about. This is a situation where the dog finally caught the car. Remember the movie, uh, 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 was it the, uh, the the Dark Knight? And the Joker was saying, you know, I'm like a dog chasing yeah, yeah, yeah. a car. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what I, if I caught it. Yeah. If I caught it, yeah. Well, they finally caught it. They caught it by accident. They didn't mean to catch it. They caught it by accident. For years, this whole idea of vote for me and we'll we'll put some Supreme Court justices in there. Vote for me and we'll get Roe v. Wade overturned. Vote for me, and it was it was great because they knew it was a wink and a nod. They knew that they were never really going to push it to get it overturned because you know. As long as you thought there was a chance you'd get it overturned, that was the appeal. Now that it's overturned, you don't woke up all the people on the sidelines, people who, who could care less mm-hmm. about, about uh, abortion. I feel like I feel like I'm being uh, watched. Yeah. I, uh, uh, well, listen, this is what it is. Happened, uh, that's what happened you know, to you on Twitter. 
<laughs> we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about this crime and, and where I'm at is what's going on. Is that I'm living in a crime because your man Eric Adams ain't no good, but we'll get to him later too. <laughs> uh, but that's what that's where we are though. It's it, it's they they finally caught the car and now they don't know what to do with it. And it's crazy because you know I think a lot of women, as I said, women who who generally speaking would sit on the sidelines, who could care less about politics, could care less about nothing. Um, are starting to realize, holy shit, Hillary Clinton was right. Mm-hmm. She told everything she said about what was going to happen. She called out. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Started well, at the bottom. Here we are. Yeah, and Now we're here. And the next level, because if you go there, you take this decision. When you said you bring in all these women who are probably like, yeah, I don't care. It's no big deal. What does it affect me? Blah, blah, blah. And they go, wait, hold on. You know the next the next level is going to be the uh, the letter brigade. They're going to start trying to strip some of those deals, of those those, right. those, mar- those, well, those marriages that they've been enjoying and having are going to start. Well, those marriages are based on the same same principle, the Fourteenth Amendment, the right to privacy. Those those yeah. marriages are based on that uh, so, interra- interracial marriage. I know, uh, yeah, it's the, the loving case. On so all those things are going to start coming coming to pass. And the good thing about the letter brigade is that you know while they're not. In, they're not in politics as far as a visual person. I know you have Buttigieg and, and his husband, but for the most part, those political figures are, are are not visible. But they have deep, deep pockets. Yes, and they have access to the media. So while they may not be out there fronting a, a candidate, like, hey, listen, vote for me. I'm uh, uh, what's that? Guy? Uh, the guy from the, that move? They made a move with Trump and Milk. Uh, I forgot his first name. Uh, something Milk. Right, Harvey Milk. Yeah, they won't have those kind of candidates out there. Or or uh, people like that, they'll just start funding people who want them that they want to have something done for, and it, the pockets are deep. And then the tentacles into the media and into the law um, will just make it really hard to to get certain things going, or they'll just gum up the work. So they, if they don't if they don't pay attention, or if they sit by if they sit idly by, that's the next uh, that's the next thing they're coming for. When they well, here's a. I was going to say uh, the minute that the uh, the document leaked about it was going to be a possibility that it was going to be overturned, uh, man, here in New York, man, you had to see folks protest. They they Crazy. they went immediately. It was like, you know, I saw it. Boom. Next thing you know, you show in the news. They're out there because they like, how the hell did this happen, man? What? what? Who, who let this happen? And it's like people been talking about if you don't, you know, if you, you know, if you don't make a change, it's going to come to pass. And here it is. It has come to pass. And what, you know, you hear like, you know, of course, you know, we on the East Coast is going to be a little different because they, they're going to leave it up to each individual state where they'll say, OK, we still good here. Because, of course, my man, he already let you know, you know, if that's, you know, the type of medical assistance you need come to New York City. We got you covered. You know, that's how we get down. Good looking out on that. E. And uh, yeah, in New York and New Jersey, you got it covered. Yeah. You got, you got to take care of his own Like situation. I said, E has got that covered <laughs> and he already put that out there. But if you're right. in one of those states where they like, nah, man, I, I still, you know, and, and, and I, um, I, I, I listen to the, the, the protest, you know, and I still don't understand and, you know, and can't understand why you would reverse it knowing what it meant to so many women. And like Anthony said, those women on the sideline, now they chirping. That's Everybody it. chirping now. It was like, what the hell? They did they, what what what? They are spilling their coffee now, like I spilled my stereo. Like that, what happened? And they on it now, man. So it, it's yeah. gonna be something to see over the next few weeks. 
Yeah, I think it, well, you, the, you, nailed, I'm sorry, you, you nailed it perfectly with the uh, the Joker analogy. It, it's like, as long as the character was out there, it was the perfect thing. Okay, fine, he's going to do this. Okay, fine. Yeah, but now it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the girl or guy, but typically the girl who you flirt with, flirt with, who you know nothing's going to happen, and she finds, okay, fine, let's go. And you're like, oh, uh, I would... I was playing. <laughs> I think you were. I was just. We're just kidding around. And, and she's like, "Oh, I told you about it." No, no, no. We're just kidding around. So that's what I think it's going to probably happen. Yeah, you're right. All this time of yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Knowing that you didn't think it was ever a possibility until they said, "Hey, it's a possibility," and it's going to go down. Well, here's the thing. Here's what people are not really understanding. I think you touched on uh, Mark about. Uh, um, you know where the, where this thing goes. You said the letter brigade. I mean, but uh, I can't use the letter brigade. The LBGT. Yeah, knock yourself out all those letters. Um, and and it's going to affect yeah because the same basis for uh, accepting um, gay marriage is the same basis they use for the right to privacy. It's it's, it's the it's the I think it's the Fourteenth Amendment. So right, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, right to privacy is Fourteenth Amendment. Um, so that's what what they're what they're going to start to do, and 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 it's like a it's like a house of cards. If that goes, then you can also there's going to be a point where uh, like the the morning after pill is going to be banned mm-hmm. because the morning after pill, uh, which a lot of women use, is is, is technically um, uh, an induced abortion. So they're going to get rid of that, and then other forms of birth control, like the, the the IUD, might be banned in some of these states because it's not clear. You open up a whole Pandora's box, and and uh, Loving versus Virginia is certainly something because there's some states that still, believe it or not, still have interracial uh, marriage bans on the books. They never removed them. It's just that the Fed had removed it, so it superseded the state law. But if 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 it's overturned at the Fed level. That means it's back on the books in the state level. Um, this it's it's going to get really, really crazy and nutty. And as I said, I think that a lot of women um, who did not care or weren't concerned about it or whatever, you know, now are having regrets. And, and I want to say this uh, to to the fifty percent of white women who voted for Trump. I do not want to see you out there crying and protesting and waving no flags and saying, oh my God, how could this happen? When he told you this is what he was going to do and you went into the booth and cast your ballot for white supremacy, not trying to hear it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you brought this on yourself and, and you make the point, Derek. Yeah, you know, up in the Northeast, unless they federalize it, and that's the next plan. That's why this we've been saying it all year long. The 2022 election is probably the second most important election of our lifetime, because if they get the house, if they get the house back and the Senate back, all of the investigations that's going on is going to stop. And they are going to propose, they are going to propose a national ban on uh, abortions. And if they get, you know, Chuck Schumer can't make his party do what he needs to do in terms of, uh, you know, ending the filibuster and just passing with the simple majority. Bitch McConnell will have no problem, no problem with the quickness passing that kind of legislation with a simple majority. Now, it may not, it'll get vetoed by Biden, but that's not the plan. They're not worried about that. They'll pass it. Um, and this, if they win the Senate, they'll pass it. If they win the House, 
And then they'll wait and see if they can't squeeze a Republican president in there, in there to sign it. That's that's the danger. That's what's coming down the pipe if people are not paying attention. I'm just putting it out there. As I said, we, we've taken this platform and we use it to to entertain and to inform. And that's that's the news of the day. Keep your eyes on this space because it's going to get hectic, guaranteed. The things you think you have, the things you think, the rights you think you have. Um, um, if you if you married your your wife, uh, if if you married your husband um, and you're gay or you're lesbian and you're comfortable in that marriage, no, understand that 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 the clock is ticking on it. The clock is ticking on whether or not you can go to the store and get your uh, go to your pharmacist and get your birth control. The, the idea that they're going to ban it. I don't know how they're going to enforce it, but they're talking about jail time. They're criminalizing uh, this procedure, you know, meaning that it, what if you're in, in and they're, they're, critis- they're, they're saying that if you know you're pregnant and you try to leave the state to go somewhere else and get it, that's that's a criminal act. That can stop you at the, the highway patrol can pull you over. Damn, like they do the illegals, huh? That's going to be crazy, yeah. man. Exactly. Damn. You know, you trying to get your old lady out or your daughter out or 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 or, or, like, or your wife out because you just whatever. Like the Underground Railroad, no. they're gonna have to do that again. Well, That's some nonsense. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, this is crazy. We living in a time. And world, I, I said this. A, I said this a few. I said this a few uh, weeks ago on this podcast, and I'll say it again because it bears repeating. Your rapist has more rights to your body. Than you do, ladies. Let me repeat that. Your rapist, whether it's your husband forcing himself on you, or your boyfriend forcing himself on you, or some stranger in the night forcing themselves on you, now have more rights to your body than you do. The only way that the law can be fair and balanced is if they force all men to take DNA tests so that if you show up pregnant, they gotta pay. That's it. Because they go. This is not. This is not about pro life. This is about forced birth. Because if they were really pro life, there'd be universal pre K. There'd be a, a, a universal guaranteed minimum income for children. They would extend the child tax credit. They would have uh, more money funded to the schools. There would be more school lunch programs. They wouldn't be trying to cut down on 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 the welfare programs and, and the SNAP programs if they really cared about life. They don't. These people. Love the fetus, hate the baby. Mm-hmm. Let me say it again. The GOP <laughs> loves the fetus, they hate the baby. That's right. <laughs> I agree. That's I it. agree, man. I agree. It's sad, man. It's just a sad, sad state of affairs. And as I mentioned, your boy Eric Adams. It's my dude. I know, I know he's trying to do the right thing in New York, but I think it might be some selfish reasons for that too, because just in case he get out there on the slide. That's that's the mayor of New York City, man. Show him respect, please. I, I, I would appreciate that. He ain't doing nothing on the slide. He's running the city and, and he's trying to get everything under control. Thank you. How is he running the city when he at the Met Gala uh, in the morning, in the afternoon, and he flies out to Coachella that evening? What happens? He's right now is sad, but it's it's what it is, man. He's he's like everybody's mayor right now. People are gravitating to him and they're pulling them all over the place. So he had to make both events, man. And I'm glad he was able to make them and to represent for New York City to let people know, hey, man, come here. We're back on the map. Spend some money with us, man. Get this economy rolling the way it's supposed to. 
That's what he's about, man. He's about his swagger, man. He told you that on 60 Minutes. He has a swagger. He's about this, man. So he's he's international, man. You know, he's he's everybody's man. So that's why he had to attend. And that's why he had the tailored made tuxedo. <laughs> Stop the violence on the back. I said, go ahead, man. Let him know. We we it was a message. It was a message to his attendance so that way the taxpayers would cover the bill. You know, it wasn't like a personal gala. He was there to send a message. It was just in the form in the back of his tuxedo. That's all. Oh, so I'm paying for the private jet? That's what you're telling me? And the tuxedo. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the only yeah, city residence, so yeah. And the tuxedo, hope, yes. Hope you know, that was a, it was a message, man, that he's getting out to everybody, man. It was a message, so he had to do it. Thank you. He's doing. Right, he's, well, he's doing. Uh, he, he needed to do something about the gun violence out here in Queens. I, we were talking about it off the air. Yeah. Uh, you know, I live. I live in Queens, uh, New York. And as Mark just said, I'm the only New York City resident uh, in our in our grouping. And uh, it's getting hectic, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's getting hectic in my neighborhood. It used to be, you know, relatively safe neighborhood. You can walk at night, not have to worry about things now. You know, I'm acting like there's vampires out at night, man. I'm looking over my shoulder, <laughs> you know, racing from door to door, you know. Got, <laughs> We had a big cross around my neck just in case, man. It's, it's horrible out here. No, it's crazy. It's like every time something goes off, you think, man, is is Derek right? I don't want to give into that thought process, but I don't I don't know what can be done. I just know something has to be done. And it's like the classic, you know, it's the same thing everybody says. I don't know what, but somebody's got to do something because this is crazy. It's almost not quite, it's not, it's still a safe city. Let's kind of, you know, we probably a, a little hyper reacting. It's not 70s New York or damn sure, no. or, or, you know, it's not that. But there's definitely a seat change. There's definitely a feel of uneasiness. And it's probably pandemic related. It's definitely economically related because people are just stealing crazy things and doing like just reckless stuff. I mean, I know thieves are not necessarily uh, have a conscience, but it's just like a lot of weird, like, damn, we're, we're doing that now? I mean, I'm, it's like... It's that there's kind of bonus stuff. violence. There's mm-hmm. random, yeah. There's random reckless. I'm glad you said something about the pandemic because I really do think because you're seeing the kids. The kids are the ones that are really spazzing. The kids. I mean, like you know, these teenagers are really spazzing. They're all armed. They're all spazzing. It was a horrible case. I mean, I'm talking about Queens, but there was a horrible case on Long Island where a 14 year old boy, um. Broke into a woman's home. Oh yeah, raped the woman, raped the woman in front of a four-year-old child. This this just happened uh, this past week. A fourteen, a fourteen-year-old boy yeah. does this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and think about what I what we just talked about in the previous segment. Talking about Roe v. Wade being overturned. A fourteen-year-old. Imagine. Yeah. Could you imagine? And there's no crazy. exception. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So that's where we are, you know, um, and I don't know what's going on with these teams. Every time, you know, I look at the news, there's another, you know, uh, security camera photo of somebody walking in and out of, of the same bodega in the Bronx with smiles on their faces, carrying guns. There, there's a situation uh, uh, not too long. I think it was in Queens again. Uh, or no, it was in the city. Somebody chased 14 kids, chased a man down, beat him down and robbed them. And they caught all, you know, cut them all on the cameras. Um, you know, you had the shooting, the mass shooting in the subway a few weeks ago. New York City, I yeah, think post pandemic, crazy hit and runs. People like hitting runs, yeah. People are, and if you, I, I, I know both of you guys drive, and, and I drive, and I gotta tell you, people are much more aggressive. aggressive. Yes. Maybe I'm just getting old, no. But I feel like people are much more aggressive driving 
that I've ever no, seen. No, you're not getting old, man. It's been a couple of times up here in the, in, in, in the WC, Westchester County, where I just pulled to the side, man. Go ahead, money. Do your thing, man. You tailgating a little bit too far. Maybe you running late. I don't know. But, you know, if I was younger, you know, it, it could have been a situation. But I do understand my place in society now. <laughs> I pull right to the side. Man, go ahead, man. I ain't got no beef. I don't want no problem. But this, it's it's to drive it. I don't know people trying to beat the traffic, but that's that's just what it is. But when you were talking about the shooters, there was also uh, some kids who were shot out in Fresh Metal Queens and then the next yeah. day or the following day, some kids got shot over there by uh, Forest Hills uh, High School. So there's, there's yeah. definitely something, and remember, it hasn't really been hot yet. That's what's scary. No, it hasn't been hot. It's coming. That's coming. That's coming. So this week is going to be a hot week. You know, it's going into the 70s starting tomorrow, man. You got to be really careful. Talk to your kids because I'm going to talk to mine. Like, look, you need to be a little close around. Let, let's get through this week. Let's get all the jinx out. Let the crazy people do what they're going to do. And then you calm things down. But my man E, uh, while you guys were away, he took a special meeting. He held a special meeting at a uh, one really? police plaza with oh, uh, oh, on the weekend with all the top uh NYPD brass, yo, we got to come up with some ideas and some solutions. We got to get this under control. And they began to implement some of the ideas last Monday. So hopefully, because I know it wasn't a good week last week, hopefully some of them damn ideas they had a bagel and, you know, and, and bacon and eggs on that Saturday morning start to kick in this week, man, because it's going to be warm. But they're supposed to be putting more police on the like that four to twelve and twelve to eight midnight shift because that is like the craziest. Those those shifts is just like off the chain over here in the city. But things are just all over the place, man. It, it must have been really serious for Eric to to drive in from <laughs> Jersey on the weekend. It's hard on the weekend to get into the city, man. From Yo, Jersey, the city on the weekend. I mean, you know, was, that, that it must have been. Serious. It was. A, it's, it's serious. It was a Saturday meeting. He had to come over from Brooklyn in his brownstone as he had cleared oh, up during the election man. process to let people know. So he just, you know, came right on over. But they, yeah, they had that meeting because it's just, it's like, it's as everybody knows, it's been nonstop. Not like when we grew up, and I, I do believe when we grew up, we were kind of immune to it because it was the norm. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's just how it is. But once you right. got out of that not being the norm and you see how things are supposed to be, so we're, and we're older, we're up in arms. Get this under control. E, you my man, but you got to get this under control, man. You know, like, damn, man. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's the that's 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 the the discussion I constantly have, with, you know, with my people and my significant other. And I'm saying, you know, I grew up, we grew up in this town, in the in the 70s and the 80s, and and trust me, this New York is not there cold, yet. Um, and I think the difference too is that because of social media and the instant way that information travels, it seems like it's happening every second, that's happening it. all over at the same time. Um, you know, this is a big city. There's 10 million people here and, and there's going to be issues. There's going to be crime issues. I just think that it is a, it's ticking up and it seems certainly more hectic. I think that there's, there's a much more brazen na uh, nature to some of these crimes than there have been in the past. I mean, you know, we don't have a professional grade of criminal. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe growing up in, in, in you know, we did, I'm I, sure I feel like the criminals well, yeah, we're much more, they were much more sophisticated at their job. These oh, guys are like horrible. They're horrible now. Real I, amateur and real stupid. I don't know if you guys saw on the news, man. Um, 
Some guys just rolled up to a jewelry store. Um, it was either in the Queens or the Bronx last week. They take out yeah. a sledgehammer. It's just broad daylight. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Bang it. And of course, they, they caught him. You all over the camera. And they had the people inside had to roll down the uh, the gate to get these fools right. to stop. It's like, yo, you just can't do that. And then there's a car waiting. They jump in the getaway car and speed off. This is this is this. I think, like you said, because we see it and we sitting back and maybe we watch the news too much now as we gotten older. You know, you know, we, we kids, we were watching cartoons, so you're not really focusing on it. When you sitting there and you eating your dinner, you're like, did this actually just happen in real life? This ain't no movie. And it's in real life, man. It's crazy. I, I don't think that it's uh, any more than it, than it ever was. I think essentially the saturation of bodies and cameras, whether it's, you know, uh, ring cameras or phone cameras or the, the surveillance cameras throughout the city. I mean, the city is, if you, if you, if you in Manhattan, once you cross over to one of the bridges in Manhattan, I'm pretty sure the outer boroughs too, but especially Manhattan, you're gridded the whole time. I mean, you're, you're, there's facial recognition cameras. There's, I mean, ones that you clearly see and then the ones that you don't. So if I was to go into Manhattan, say I take the financial bridge, for the moment I cross in, they can, they know exactly where I've been. They know the pattern. So, let alone the, the pings on my cell phone. They wanted to find me because listen, okay, fine. He was here. here pings here. on your cell phone. Plus, you know, if you depend on which bridge, if you took the Midtown Tunnel, or if you took the 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 Triborough Bridge, or, or or the Battery Tunnel, where you have uh, your Easy Pass is yeah. being read. Yeah. So they know you. So, but I don't think right. it's. I don't think we have. I really don't. I really, really don't believe it's anymore. I think it's just the saturation, and we said about the the. The level of criminal criminals are always dumb. I mean, have always been dumb. There's not we're not dealing with the criminals from the Heat, you know, De Niro and, and his crew, or <laughs> the guys from uh, what taking the uh, the Mister Green, Mister Blue. What's taking the uh, taking the pill, taking the pill? Oh, yeah. One, two, we're not, three. We're, not, we're dealing with a lot of smashing grabs, guys. You know, just doing dumb things. I mean, you you know that's the case because in the case of the Heat or the Pelham uh, movie, did you ever see their faces? No, we saw their faces because they were acting. We see it all the time. Guys walk by, damn near taking selfies in in surveillance cameras. It's like you. Well, that's the thing that got me about my the mind. guys that robbed the same bodega in the Bronx. You know, like the, the second time dude comes in, he's smiling. What you smiling for? It's like you. So people go, oh, oh, that's or oh, that's such and such. Oh yeah, he left his wallet. Oh, such, that's such. <laughs> yeah, he's right there in the corner. I mean, it's crazy. So we're dealing with, I mean, criminals. Those kind of criminals are always desperate. The mastermind jokers of the world, we rarely have those. Right. Put it this way, those criminals aren't smash and grab. They're, those are guys who are, you know, doing identity theft or, you know, saying, or, no, like the, or, you know the uh, invading a country in Ukraine. Those are those criminals. But the, the, the everyday criminal has always been a dummy. I, I, I beg to differ a little bit. I think the stick-up kids, because, you know, we knew stick-up kids. You know, I mean, you know... St- What's the old Eric Eric B and Rakim line? Stop smiling, still don't don't move, but the money. I mean that that I used to roll up. This is a hold up, ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling, don't nothing move, but the money. I mean that that attitude of of of, of a professional jacket, um, you know, is gone. You have kids now, like I said, just rolling up in in, in fourteen deep and out in the, and and to Derek's point, in broad daylight, just doing. Crime, just doing stupid crime in broad daylight, you know, uh, brazen stuff. I mean, not not in the shadows, not at night. Not oh, I caught you slipping, and you know, I, this is a, a crime of opportunity. This is this is a lot of foolishness. But you know, we'll see. 
like I said, hopefully, you know, the mayor can uh, get back across the bridge more often. <laughs> you know, uh, from Jersey, I know the traffic is rough, you know, but uh, maybe he can work on that too. Yeah, whatever. While he's at it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> before we go, um, we were waiting to find out if Mark's man was going to win the MVP, but yeah. apparently they gave it to the, speaking of the Joker, Mark, they gave it to the Joker. They yeah. gave it to uh, Nicole Jokovic. He's the MVP. Um, y'all all right with that? You know what? I wanted my boy <clears throat> to, to two things. I wanted him to be the winner because I wanted, you know, I'm a Philly, I'm a Philly guy. But Joker winning is not like it's a crime. I mean, I, he's a bad boy. I mean, his his numbers were great. I just wanted him to be the win because I wanted it because he wanted it so bad. But it wasn't like they gave it to uh I can't think of somebody. Um somebody who I thought, man, he shouldn't have won. He wasn't that good. I mean Like when they gave it to Steve Nash. <laughs> which was <Kobe. laughs> the years first because he won it wait, you mean the first time or the second because he won back to back. Second time. Uh, second time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Who was uh was that the Kobe year? Or was that Shaq year when he should have won? It was Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, like that one. Cause even like cause even Steph's two MVPs and with the unanimous one in the front, those are fine. And Giannis is back to back. But you can't, I don't think, have a, a sensible argument that Joker is not the MVP or he couldn't know how how could he possibly be the MVP? No, no, no. Right. That the only argument, only thing I I I keep hearing and it drives me crazy, you know, being a Philly fan, is they said that that uh, Embiid missed a bunch of games. In previous years, that was true because he was hurt. When he missed games because of COVID, he it wasn't like he was, you know, he had a bump. He had a COVID and he had relatively decent symptoms. So he, I think he missed about, I think he missed about ten, maybe twelve games. But it wasn't any kind of injury deal, which you could say, listen, hey, like previous year, last year. When he was on track to win MVP, that he got hurt, and then that seriously took him out. The COVID one, I just find a little bit harder to swallow. But it, it, Joker winning, I mean, come on. Now, from the sample of, of a play, I, I take it two ways. I'm hoping that he's super pissed off. As I sent that, that video to you guys, I'm hoping he's super pissed off and just takes out <laughs> takes out on Miami. Haters ball. Yeah, takes out on Miami because he's gonna listen. I'll I'll show you, but we'll see. I look at it a little bit differently, man. Um, I thought this was Joe's years. This was his year. He averaged 30.6 points, 11.7 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and he played in 68 games, which was outstanding. Um, when he did not play, first of all, the joke was watching the playoffs, okay? You're the MVP. You carry right. your team a little bit long. Joe didn't play two games against Miami. They lost. He comes back with the mass. They win two in a row. Joel has done, I felt his body of work this year, if it was going to be this year, it hit for him, it was going to be this year. Remember next year, you still got Luca who's coming on. So now that makes it even tougher for Joel, especially if he goes down with an injury or he gets hurt or something like that. The COVID stuff where you got Luca who who has the ball 75% of his time where Luca is probably going to get that nod. Joel, on the other hand, who I thought brought it every night, I think it works in your favor, though, Mark, him not getting it. Because the yeah, last time is. the last time they robbed a center, Hakeem Olajuwon, you saw what he did to David Robinson. He put him in a spin cycle and just wrapped David all up. You know, that's when David got the MVP and Hakeem thought he was supposed to get it. And when they met in the playoffs, he just totally annihilated him. 
that is the only uh, advantage, I believe, for Philly with him not getting it. But I just thought his body of work and as a center, he did it on the blocks. He took you outside, but he did most of his damage within the um on the post up. I thought it was his year and he played D and rebound, you know, so I thought he had it, though. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I I, I agree with both of you. I, I mean, uh, I thought that the eye test told me Joel Embiid, the eye test. Yeah, I agree. With that. Uh, and then then once you get past the eye test, you say, well, show me the stats. You know, and the Joker stats he are stupid. Said, yeah, they're, 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 they're ridiculous numbers. Um, but to your point, Derek, yeah, he didn't carry his team past. Um, you know, one he didn't game, get a team one to the game in the playoffs. One game in the playoffs, he won. Right. You know, and 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 that that says a lot. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of situations where guys, you know, are, are not playing with talent. But when you when you're the league MVP, there's there's an there is an expectation. I I, I will I will point to Exhibit A, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. who, you know, he's playing with guys who are okay. They're they're all stars, but they're all stars primarily because they're playing with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Middleton would not be an all-star if he had to carry that team. He'd be good. He'd be a great player. But he would I don't know if he's all-star caliber when he plays alongside Giannis. Um, and that's another thing, another guy you have to look out for next year because I think Giannis will be equally motivated uh, by not getting it this year because his numbers are all so stupid. I mean, it was a tough, tough race. I think all guys, all three, you, you could make a case for all three of them um, winning the MVP. I'm not... Mad that Joker won. I think yes, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. I mean, he he put up the numbers, but I I felt like just the eye test, Joel Embiid, was that guy. I agree with your eye test because I mean, but I got to defend Nikola here. Eye test wise, I believe was uh, was Embiid. Absolutely, I believe was Embiid by eye test. But Nikola, his two, I guess his other two best players on the team, Porter Jr. and right, I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, both those guys are good players, but I don't know if they are – I mean, they're the two best players, the two other best players on that team. But then I like – I don't think you'll ever see Murray or Porter make an all-star team. I mean, I, I think they're, they're probably like in the – I think Jamal Murray, if he was healthy, I mean, the, that, that playoffs he had yeah. in the, in in the, the bubble. Uh, I don't know. In the bubble. I, he, he, he may be like – like a Drew Holiday, he may make may make one have like a spectacular year, but I don't. He's a good player. I, I won't take anything away. The boy can play, but I think that's the argument that made what Joker did. Like I said, well, you can make the same we, argument for the Sixers. This ain't the James. Yeah. The, James Harden ain't the James well, Harden we, in no, Houston. Freddie, even 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 easier argument. Joel played all year long without his second best player, who exactly. was a three time All Star, and Ben Simmons, and the third best player. Is Tobias Harris until Maxi took off. I mean, Max, well, Maxi took Maxi was playing well, but he took off when uh, when uh, he ain't no all star. Showed up, yeah. but yeah, but so that's that's I'm saying that's the argument. Like I said, I I I can't slam Joker for winning, but like Anthony said, the eye test to me was that Embiid was the MVP this year. I thought it was yeah for this year. I it, thought was it was a landslide. No, was it a close race? Absolutely, it was extremely I, I close. I thought eye Maria. test. Yeah. He looks more like an MVP than Nicola, and and the funny thing about it, we only talk about these two guys. The guy who came in third may be the best player in the league, in Giannis. Giannis, right, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, so Giannis will be in that race next year. Uh, real quick before we cut out, Mark Jackson did not get 
Yeah. Coaching that's job a good Sacramento. That's a good thing. That's a cesspool. Because that that the owner is horrible. And why would you want to go to a situation that's a horrible owner? Because forget the players. I mean, the players, I'm, I think they have some talent. I don't even know. Who the hell's, when's the last time you seen a Sacramento game? I don't watch them. Nah, I can't yeah, watch okay. What <laughs> so, was there? <laughs> it, it, exactly right. But the real problem is uh-huh. with, with these de- is, is that ownership there is God awful. That, uh, Whatever, what are they bro- whatever his they're name brothers is. or something, right? No, no, no. It's um some some dot com guy who bought the team. I want to say something Vivette, whatever. Um, you know, some and he's oh one yeah, of, remember, yeah, remember, yeah, and he exactly constantly medals and and just you know what he's like. He's like uh he's the he's the Dan Schneider of the NBA. He's that owner. Okay. He's constantly meddling and has all these wacky ideas about you know he's so for Jackson to go there. Yeah, he was staying in California. I think he lives in California. But that's a bad situation. That's a bad, bad ownership group. And next day, job, man, he deserves. That's what I said. Do we all agree that he? Yes. Oh, hell, yes. hell yeah, he hell deserves yeah. a job. But I think also yeah. he's kind of limited. To, I mean, we, you, he's blackballed. Yeah, he's and he, I think I won't say it on air because it's in the comment. But I think he also wants to be in California too. So he's like he's tough. He wants a job, but he only wants kind of I think to be in California. That's where he lives. His wife's there. His whole. Life is there now. No. Well, the Lakers job is available, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah, he's, that, he's in the conversations for that, <laughs> but I don't know if if he's going to get that job. If if LeBron, because Le, LeBron is not pushing for him. Yeah, and if you haven't heard, if LeBron ain't pushing for you publicly, it's not going to happen, man. Yeah. Not going to happen. King job. That's, uh, that's a good job. Though. He deserves a job. I'm going to miss him. On yeah, I mean, that, that was three in the broadcast. Is the Clippers? You know, he's 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 brilliant. I, I mean, you know, I I thought you know. He need to be the in New Knicks York. if they don't keep Tibbs and and then look like they you know he, he Tibbs is probably going to be in a hot seat. I see no reason to not bring Mark, Mark Jackson bring in for home. a serious interview. Exactly. That would be a bring good, that would be a good fit, I think, because yes. he's he's home. It's a big market, you know, and also low expectations. I mean, you go to the Knicks, right? You do anything. Hey, 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 stop! Stop that low expectations. It's the Knicks, okay? It's, it's, it's a big time <laughs> yeah. program over there. It's a big time program. Since when? Since the beginning since, of time, since, since, since the Showtime Lakers, that's the last time the Knicks were even <laughs> relevant. You know, yeah. Back with Rory Sparrow and Bernard King and them dudes. Yeah, Pat Riley uh, coaching them. Pat Riley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the last time the Knicks were relevant was weird. The same same coaches. Pat Riley was the Showtime Lakers and oh, he came to the Knicks. God. That's the last time they were really that relevant. Uh, speaking of Showtime, I know you started watching it, Derek. Yeah. Your thoughts? Man, I tell you um, – I, um, that's the new uh, HBO documentary, documentary about the <laughs> 80s Lakers. When you talk about, I love the show. I, I love the show. Um, I know it's not a true story because I, I heard Magic speak up, uh, Kareem, and uh, of course, uh, Jerry West. Jerry West. Oh, man. But there's some, must be some truth. It must some, be some, there's got to be some smoke in that Exactly. Fire. But when you talk about entertainment and the way they tell the story, about uh Dr. Bus, I, I really, really enjoyed it once I started watching it. I, I will keep watching it um as long as it comes on. I'm I'm entertained by far. I'm entertained. Good show. No, I I, I told you. I, it's point? it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh it's the same guy, Adam McKay is the same guy that used to work with uh uh Will Ferrell. Okay. Uh when they made all those movies. So that, yeah, that's, that's, that's who that's he is. Because I'm looking at yeah. him and can't figure out why do I know this guy? But that is exactly yeah. who he Yeah, he honestly he's doing a great yeah. job, man. I mean, tears came come to my eyes when I'm I'm like, 
Damn it! No, not the actor. The actor. No, the actor. What's his, What's the actor's name that was uh, in uh, Step Brothers? Uh, that's the guy. Uh, uh, Adam McKay's. No, no uh, uh, yeah, that's Riley? the actor. Uh, yeah, uh, John C. Riley is the actor, but the producer is oh. Adam McKay, who's also the producer of all, like you know, like like uh, all of those movies, gotcha. uh, Talladega Nights, and all that. That's why it's got that kind of fun, fun feel to it. I mean, it's a fun. I mean, it's a fun show to watch, and you know, and again. I told y'all before multiple times, Magic's my guy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely be watching. Uh, also, uh, since this is uh, the, the weekend after the opening, uh, I saw the new Doctor Strange movie. Don't tell me. Go spend your money. Go spend your money. I, I will. You got to go see I, it, Mark. I, I, yeah, I, I almost never see those things first. I mean, I, I'm trying to get it this weekend, maybe next week, hopefully this weekend. Now, now you know, we was there like, you know, actually, uh, uh, your nephew, your nephew, uh, Derek, and your nephew, Mark, and our cousin Malik went mid like to damn it on Thursday night, wow. the midnight show damn it, okay. to go see it. So it was hot. Listen, folks, if you have not subscribed to Power to the People, you're not late. You still have an opportunity. And now that Kevin Samuels has died, who knows where this show could go? Sure. Uh, you know, because we open to all kinds of possibilities. Um, if you want to find this, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. And if you're not sure where to go for a podcast, ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Power to the People. Or you can ask Google Nest to say, hey, find Power to the People, and both will play it. Um, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook, where all you have to do is go to Power to the People and hit the action button to hear the latest podcast. In any event, we will see you all right back here Next week, same time, same channel. Peace. Peace.